0: Hi, everyone. I'm Tish Conlon for another ex- episode of Tish Talk Podcast. Today, I have an incredible guest. I have Dr. Kerstin Kelly, um, who's running for the Ontario Party in the provincial election. Welcome. How are you today, Kerstin?
1: Thank you, Tish. Thank you for having me on, and I'm doing fabulous today. It's- oh, I it, Dave. So great! Well, for, for my audience who
0: doesn't know about you, you are just loaded with accomplishments. I was reading your bio, and I thought, "Wow, what a woman!" Now, you you know about uh, communism. Your parents escaped from East Germany, came to Canada for a better life, freedom, and opportunity. You know, dirt poor. Uh, you were raised in Bob Cage and made, you know, un- unbelievable life for yourself. Uh, you know, I'm sure. Um, you know, you became involved in the equestrian uh, sport and were part of uh, the junior international uh, equestrian team. You later became a vet. And what an entrepreneur! I mean, you had three veterinary clinics at the peak. Um, you you got your uh, aviation license. You're a pilot, and you had three flying schools and ran an airport and uh, a fishing lodge as well. Have I got the list right? I mean, amazing, just amazing. And, you know,
1: well done. Thank you. Well, Canada used to be the land of opportunity where if you worked really hard, you could make a better life for your children. And and certainly my parents were, were the total example of that. And they would roll over in their graves if they saw the land that we have now with no freedom and no opportunity and to know that over 7 million of us cannot leave the country now, that we're as locked in as we were in East Germany. Absolutely,
0: because of a a medical choice for an experimental product that isn't necessary and isn't safe and isn't effective. Isn't that something? I mean, it must be so disturbing, isn't it?
1: Well, absolutely. You'd think that they'd learn from the Nuremberg Code because having German heritage I lived with that shame in my life of being a German. And how could good people do such bad things? And then we had the Nuremberg Code, which said we wouldn't do medical experimentation on people, that people were entitled to informed consent. Absolutely. And no medical experimentation without all the risks being outlined and we have not had that and this is medical experimentation
0: absolutely it's coercion
1: people are being forced to choose between a drug and feeding their kids and paying their mortgage it, it's unconscionable
0: it is it's so it's so deplorable and yet, a lot of people, unfortunately, I think they've gotten away with it because they, at the same time they clamped down on, um, you know, truthful dialogue. They censored the doctors. The few who had the courage to speak out, and there wasn't enough. The few who were upholding their Hippocratic oath, who were speaking out or seeing injuries and adverse uh, reactions, and uh, were being censored and removed, their licenses being removed. Great doctors like Dr. Charles Hoff and Negadi and a number of the other ones who formed the Canadian covid care alliance so you're right i mean is is this what inspired you to run in this provincial election um or or tell us what inspired you what were some of the factors because it's a it's a massive undertaking and i applaud you because i ran in the federal election and it is absolutely non-stop isn't it,
1: <laughs> it it's a marathon there's no doubt about that i w- had the feeling that something was completely wrong. I, in February of 2020, the, at the same time I retired as a veterinarian. And I just happened to have a lot of free time because we weren't doing much traveling. And I went down the rabbit hole and did the research. And as a doctor, what they were doing was not scientifically sound. Nothing made sense. And they were stifling all facts, all real doctors, all doctors that spoke up. And Like people like Dr. Byron Bridal at the University of Guelph, they did a smear program on him putting up fake websites and everything. And he's a respected doctor, a respected virologist. It it was absolutely wrong. And as soon as I knew it was wrong, uh, I've been a Facebook warrior. I'm so proud (laughs) I've been banned so many times. (laughs) Good for you. (laughs) And I have to admit, for the last few months, I've behaved myself because I thought I might be running for politics. So they, but they still banned me yesterday once again. Um,
0: it, it, it's a big part of the problem, and as you know from your parents, in East in an East Bloc communist country, one of the ways they reinforce this uh, force. Uh, for society's propaganda and you know they call that propaganda in communist countries we should be calling our our media propaganda Uh, uh, it's uh, there might be a grain of truth but so little and Canadians just are so naive we haven't gone through a, a situation in our whole lifetime where our freedom's at risk. And we're just learning now, we're just waking up. You know, the truckers, the Freedom Convoy really helped to wake up more people, but it's still, uh, there's still a lot to wake up.
1: Yeah, it certainly did. When when I started, you know, I told the first restaurants when they said lockdown, I said, don't lock down because you'll never get to open up again. It's It'll just be worse and they'll do it again and again and again, and it's been proven true masks made no sense the virus is one to three microns the holes in the mask are 60 microns we're trying to stop mosquitoes with chain-link fence
0: absolutely Two or three
1: chain-link fence aren't going to make a difference no. uh, the nurses in Sault Ste. Marie and at St. Mike's Hospital won against the provinces to say that masks were ineffective back in 2015 and 2018 in court And they won that masks were ineffective.
0: Really? Why
1: we're doing this now makes no sense. Also, Ontario and every province in Canada, for that matter, had an emergency management organization that should have been put in place the minute that they knew there was something coming down, like a pandemic or any kind of emergency or crisis. And it specifically said that there shouldn't be any lockdowns. Yes. We shouldn't be destroying small business we could have avoided all the, the mental health problems, the suicides, the abuse, the divorces, the Absolutely. alcohol and drug addictions. It, there's so many things we could have done if we'd only followed the plans we had in place. Absolutely. Why we went with a Chinese draconian system makes no sense to me unless there were nefarious actors involved.
0: Absolutely, and you have to come to the conclusion as a critical thinker, and I know I spoke with Tom, your colleague uh, with the Ontario Party in Peterborough, because he specifically was part of that and had talked, the military did conduct these studies, so they've totally gone against that, um, gone against all the accurate science, and there was a lot of made up data. Uh, The fact checkers, the so-called fact checkers were employed by the companies who were um, locking us down and putting all of these things in effect that are scientifically unjustified and truthfully have, have done unprecedented harm to everybody. You look at kids, I mean, we could talk about every sector, but for me, with a, as a mother of two teenage boys, what has been done to children, record suicides in uh, a free and, and rich country of Canada in Ontario, we had the worst lockdowns in the world, and kids with eating disorders, uh, mental health disorders, physical disorders, uh, record suicides. It is so atrocious that we as adults uh, allow that to happen. And the whole myth, the lie, the lie about asymptomatic spread, it was a bold lie like a lot of the others. I mean, um, never again is what I hope will happen once people like you are in uh, leadership roles and hopefully myself at a federal level. So, I mean, how do we get to this point, uh, Kirsten? How did we allow this to happen? I mean, well, it crept up for years. What do you see uh, has happened over the, the Ontario, past 10 years?
1: The Ontario Science Table is, it's not about COVID, it's not about viruses, it's about behavioral modification and control. And they're using brilliant neurolinguistic programming and. The the key phrases, the catchphrases that everybody's saying there's a reason behind them, stay safe. That means there's danger. So they're the fear-mongering, continually oh. saying, how many people are sick, how many people are in the hospital, how many people are dying. If they did if they did publish that 10 years ago or five years ago, so many people are dying of old age. I mean, it's, yes. it's well, if, car crashes. I or mean, no one's going to get in their car again, you know? Or walking across the street or just dying in bed. Yeah, yeah.
0: don't go to sleep. You might you not know, wake up.
1: That's <laughs> right. I The freedom of information from 2015 to 2021 shows that 2020 was the year of the fewest all-cause deaths in Canada. So we have had nothing worse than a bad flu and, and created just horrific destruction to our country. So much loss of freedoms and destroying the economy and the morale of the people of Canada.
0: Not not to mention the the absolute unbelievable physical harm. Even in my small community, the number of people who are sick, who have had heart attacks, um, who have been diagnosed suddenly with cancer, uh, whose health is just declined to have memory issues. Uh, all of these things just rapid onset after the shots, after the second or third booster, uh, second shot or the first, third shot booster shot is um, huge harm. And um, Clotting and all of these other things that were they had said, uh, trust the science are rare, you know, rare uh, side effects. And even in the small community I live in, it's everywhere, and, and whenever I talk to someone, they know five or 10 people who have either passed away suddenly or are sick. I mean, what is what damage have we done to our people, to, to our people with these shots?
1: It's horrific, and it's amazing how many people aren't aware of it. The Pfizer put out nine pages, 1268 different side effects that they knew about before it was released on the people it, it's horrific it's a fraud it's criminal genocide that has happened and and it's not just Pfizer it's Moderna Johnson and Johnson all of them yes they were all in it together and so is the government and I don't know how they coerced the government into doing it the government of obviously just puppets of yes. much bigger nefarious actors it's uh it's horrible. And that's why I was drawn to the Ontario party, because a number of things, one, it stands for truth.
0: Yes. And
1: and transparency. And it's not a whipped party. So we can vote different from our Good. leaders. Should we yes. choose to or should, should our conscience or what's going on in our riding be different than mm-hmm. what our leader has. On the other hand, he listens to us when I asked him at Woodville, what about putting in a recall policy, we now have a recall policy in the Ontario party. Wonderful. So we're not a whipped party. So we actually represent our candidates as public servants. And we can be recalled, you can fire your politicians if they don't keep their promises, if they tell lies, if they do things that are not in the best interests of the people.
0: That's so important because we're, we're one, of the, one of the many things we're learning, many hard, hard lessons, is we're learning about accountability and courage. The people who are now in these roles, um, and I don't like to call them leaders because they're the absolute opposite. These people who we've paid to represent us have no courage, no, more, no moral courage, no conviction. They, they, can't, they won't stand up and do the right thing. Some of them even know. And they are absolutely unaccountable. They they are absolutely doing massive harm to their constituents and all of Canada by voting for all of these draconian bills and and pushing all these things in that are causing so much harm. So I love that. That's that's a really wonderful thing I think should be the future for all politicians is to have the uh, the ability to recall them. You can't you can't just you can't just go in
1: there and do nothing or do the wrong thing. Exactly. And you should be held accountable if you do things that like long term care. Ford promised that he after so many people died in long-term care that he would make a lot of changes. Instead, what did he do? Nothing. He Nothing. brought in Bill 218, which meant the families could no longer hold the homes accountable. And now he's running around handing out millions of dollars to the worst actors. Pinecrest hospital here, Lori Scott and Ford proudly announced in front of cameras that they'd handed millions of dollars again and give them more beds when if they'd have done a good job in the first place like maybe the hospital in Toronto where the people had scabies and got got to have ivermectin
0: Yes, let don't you You're not, not can't mention that because it's safe and effective and unpatented, so not profitable for big. Not kids.
1: profitable, and not one of them got sick, and not one of them died, even though the staff got sick because they weren't allowed access to the ivermectin because they didn't have scabies. It, it is it.
0: unbelievable, and instead we're giving them dangerous drugs like ramdesimir, which has what is it a twenty five percent you know uh, uh, death fatality rate. Rate. rate for kidney failure. 25%, isn't something like up to 25%, it's a huge number. Um, and they're giving that as a, as a, as a safe drug. And, and <laughs> I've, I've heard doctors say that ivermectin is safer than a Tylenol. I mean, it won a Nobel Prize, it's been around for uh, decades and decades. And, you know, it has, you know, can can help with cancer, you know, parasites, I mean, obviously COVID it has, it has unbelievable practical applications for health, for
1: real health, and for healing. Whoa. Tylenol is yeah. not safe. Tylenol is the number one cause of acute liver failure in North America. Yeah. I mean, and, and we're, we're banning ivermectin, you know, we're banning ivermectin that's been around for 30 years and you've got it right. Nobel prize.
0: Yes. And so yeah. So obviously we both have a passion for the healthcare side of things and, and making, 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 Changing it because this has got to be the ultimate low. This is the bottom of the bottom for w- where we are. You can't go. I don't think you can get lower than this. More disgraceful and disgusting. Mm-hmm. So I mean, other than healthcare, you know, and and you know, medical tyranny, getting rid of this these mandates so that you know people who made a different choice have natural immunity or doesn't don't want an unsafe product, don't want to die, uh, or trust their immune system can board a plane and live a normal life. What are some of the other big issues that that you think are are are, you know that Ontario needs to tackle that and that you would want
1: to tackle? Yeah so you've got it. Freedom which means freedom of speech and some honesty back in the media and we won't support mainstream media if it's not telling the truth. We have to defund it if that's the case and stop. The government is the number one advertiser in the media and if they're not going to be telling the truth, then they should no longer get our funding. Absolutely. Um, so freedom of conscience, no doctor should be forced into a position where they have to euthanize a person when they feel it's not the right thing to do, especially now that Trudeau's passing Bill C-7, where there's not even a wait time and you don't have to be dying of some critical illness and at be at the end stage that you can just decide today, Oh, I'm not feeling so good. Maybe today I want to check out. And you go to a doctor and they're forced at this stage to do it. Wow. Yeah. The college of physicians and surgeons needs to be held accountable for all the things they've done. Well, it used to be, and it should be rule. Number one is do no harm.
0: Absolutely.
1: We have,
0: and I've said this many times at speeches, but I'll tell you, we have an anti-life government. They every yeah. single policy is to is harmful to life, cutting it off short, whether it's from, from the the infants to the elderly to our teenagers and our kids, making they, they make it harder to have a long and happy life. They don't promote health, and yet they want anything to do with death, early death or disease is what they promote it's anti-life and i'm i mean that is something people just need to wrap their head around is it's absolutely the opposite of encouraging health happiness prosperity opportunity and longevity And people say to me, oh, well, you're wrong. Like we have people that didn't live this long before. It's because of our healthcare system. Well, you you can have a lifespan when you have chronic disease your whole life and you're suffering. Is that a high quality life if you live a few years more? And I think even um, the stats you might know on actual number of years people are living, I think it's actually declining as well. Well, people aren't living, um, you know, over 100 as much as they used to even in recent years. I don't know if you know about that. But uh, it, it certainly isn't a quality of life when people are taking what how many prescription drugs five or six is, is normal.
1: Well, um, and less than 1% of all side effects are ever reported. So, you know, say no to drugs, say no to drugs. Most yes, people on high blood pressure pills really just need to hydrate. Because if you're dehydrated, your body is going to rush those cells around as fast as they can by compressing the the blood vessels it has and giving you high blood pressure. It's the only way it can do it.
0: Yeah, well, and a lot of people aren't eating enough vegetables, which contain that wonderful, beautiful healing mineral, magnesium, and that helps to regulate our blood pressure as well as helps to detoxify. I mean, a healthy diet um, is—you know—everyone's like, "Oh, well," but eating clean and not uh, just—you know—no processed food. Eating clean food—it's not that hard to do, and exercising.
1: Mm -hmm. Um, I know. Needed oils. If any of this in the last two years had been about health. They would have kept the gyms open. They would have told us to take vitamin D, vitamin C, zinc, quercetin, and exercise, lose weight, get off the alcohol, not increase the alcohol. Yeah, they left
0: that They no left the, all those. Yes, they left the liquor stores open, but no, closed the gyms. There was a study in Indonesia, and it proved conclusively that oh, like 80 percent of all people who passed away had low vitamin D. It was a huge number, and we're had, you know, or over a certain age. So we know all that, you know. Moving forward, um, we've also crippled our economy, and we've got mental health issues. So already, like some of the highest prescription drugs for, um, you know, for anxiety, Paxil and Zoloft, we're already, you know, for decades have been top sellers. Now it's through the roof. And I say to even kids, you know, you're better off with cannabis oil because that stuff's so toxic for your body. Uh, you know, taking to you know St. John's work, cannabis oil, getting some sunshine, you know, getting outside. Um, so there's so many issues to tackle. But what about our our entrepreneurs, our small business, Kirsten? What do you think about that as an entrepreneur? And I'm an entrepreneur. I've been well. It's been- there's
1: far too much red tape. And far too many taxes. Every time an entrepreneur thinks they're finally going to make a a difference or this is the year we'll get ahead, the government comes along with some other program that takes away any chance of a profit. We need to get rid of about five laws for every new law that we put in. We need to even stop putting in new laws. There's the uh, theory of unintended consequences, like with... The Rental Board, um, the Landlord and Tenant Board that we have in place now is the number one reason that nobody will rent to people anymore, that private homes will no longer take in tenants. Uh, And so many rental facilities are left empty.
0: Why is that? Can you clarify for the audience who might not be aware? What is the specific issue there? Why does it make it
1: difficult? The issue with the landlord and tenant board is before you get a tenant, you're supposed to sign up with the landlord and tenant board. Then what once you have your tenant in the place, they can stop paying the rent, just like they did at my mom's last January. And and my mom, she was afraid to ask, afraid to ask the tenant for the money. So my sister who lives with my mom asked for the money, said, you know, you're you're late, you're getting a few months late, you know, what can we do about fixing this? And then finally put in demand letters, you must pay, you must pay by a certain time or you will be evicted. And and he just thumbed his nose at them and actually physically threatened them. So we, by September, they took them to the landlord and tenant board, filled out all the forms and it said you'd have to wait about 60 days to hear back so in November we checked with them still nothing December they said they lost all the papers oh in February I finally broke into the apartment because we were having we were having odor problems in the rest of the house and it was becoming unlivable the fridge had been left full the the counter and and everything had been left full of dirty dishes that you couldn't tell what was in them anymore because of the color. Oh, um,
0: that is such an awful experience for your mom. What a yeah, horrible thing yeah. to go through. So
1: they will never have a tenant again. Oh, no. and by the way, we haven't heard yet from the, we had replied all the papers and still haven't heard back from the landlord and tenant board.
0: Were you able to get rid of that, the tenant? Because that obviously that person well, is the unstable. tenant just,
1: the tenant just up and disappeared sometime in October but he left a note that said you're not allowed to go in you're not allowed to touch any of my stuff
0: wow i mean there's some landlord
1: and tenant laws actually said you're not allowed to go in and you're not allowed to touch any of the stuff it's breaking law to do that but at some point you have to break the law it's getting dangerous to live there the the place was full of mice because they had come in because of all the food left around mold and yeah And, and and yeah there's dead insects around the same thing because he you know he left doors open and screens not closed properly and i mean so, the toilet had to be the toilet had to be exchanged the fridge had to be thrown away oh it's so it,
0: awful we are there's so there's there's no there's a disincentive you get squashed for entrepreneurial effort for so many people and what about all those small businesses i you know i've run a small business well, i none a,
1: of them should have been locked down
0: none of them should have been. it was all deliberate they, taking them off their independence forcing them to be dependent on the government or worse bankrupt and destitute and i mean And myself, I've run a recruitment firm for many years in leadership development and coaching. I refused to take on any projects in recruitment if there was a mandate. So, for a while, my business suffered. But what the good news um, is many people, even in my LinkedIn community, I was deleted off LinkedIn and 25,000 followers gone. People are starting to pay attention and listen. I posted something about about that and how, you know, we have to put people over profit in the future. We have to learn the lesson. We must learn the lessons. You know, profit, one of the things we've all contributed to is profit at any cost, saving a buck, you know, going to Amazon versus supporting our small business, you know, gouging people, not treating people fairly, not being, you know, not being good to each other then we have an adversarial relationships not not supporting each other these tattle lines as well and we have to have each other's back in the future we have to say what's been going on is wrong i support my neighbor my friend my small business we want everyone to have an opportunity what for health happiness you know prosperity here in canada
1: you're absolutely right um you know, small businesses spent so much on all putting in barriers and, and removing tables. All oh, ridiculous. And getting locked down anyway and getting yes. locked down again eh, and eh. again. And then eh. they gave serves to all the employees and now they can't get their employees back. No. And now employees that had the serves are getting debt requests back from the government saying you have so long to to start paying the money back. And we're going to see so many problems from that. Yes.
0: It, uh, Hopelessness, despair, homelessness, all of these things deliberately cause tragic is, is almost like it's not enough to describe what's happening. But knowing all this, you have stepped into the ring. I'm so proud of you. I'm so impressed. And I'm, I'm so excited for you. I'm really rooting for you in this, uh, this race. And, you know, if you were able to win the seat in Kawartha, what, were, what would be some of the things that you'd want to tackle? And what would success look like for you? And maybe within the first year, what, do you, what is the most important thing to accomplish for, you know, maybe for Kawartha, but maybe uh, obviously representative for all of Ontario?
1: Well, I, I think I definitely have to advocate for getting rid of Bill 100, because I yes. think that's a terribly draconian bill where we can just get arrested and thrown into jail for no reason and have the police take our property without charges or due process that that doesn't belong in a democracy whatsoever. No, absolutely, a lot of these things don't.
0: Yeah, and yeah,
1: and get rid of all the mandates, uh, promote small business, get rid of the red tape, decrease taxes and make incentives for people to go back to work because they shouldn't be sitting at home in basements living in fear, collecting yeah. checks. They should be working and productive. The, the more we can coach and mentor people to get back into the workforce, and get off drugs, get off the alcohol, and get out of depression, as soon as they have a purpose, life life will look better for them.
0: Absolutely, legalize ivermectin and hydroxychloroquine. Well, not only you know, get that. That's going to
1: make. A- it was legal. Mandate that it's allowed to be used, and that doctors are allowed to use the medicine of best practices.
0: Exactly.
1: Because hydroxychloroquine would have worked just as well. There, there were monoclonal antibodies worked as well. We had lots of options and never should have been forced into a position never. where where they were allowed to bring in this um this, gene therapy oh, drug.
0: Absolutely. I know even so, myself and my kids, we went traveling and we we got uh, COVID in the beginning. And we tested for antibodies almost two years later with Dr. Stephen Pellick's study. And we had robust antibodies two years later.
1: Yeah. It's amazing. We have a fantastic immune system that we should use.
0: Absolutely. So how are you holding up in this race? I mean, you you must be out like every day, every
1: night. Are you? uh, We start before seven in the morning and I don't get home till about 11:30 30 every night oh. we're here at the office till quite late we campaign till after nine now um, wow. today i have events up in minden which is of course an hour away and it goes until eight o'clock then by the time you clean up it's nine o'clock and finish chatting with people outside so we'll be back here but i have an event here at 10 o'clock at the coach and horses so we'll be wow there and then I try to try to hit a Tim Hortons or a McDonald's drive-through at seven o'clock in the morning and catch all the uh, catch all the tradespeople and workers as they're going to work. They're a very receptive crowd. They know Are that we need good. a change because Excellent. a lot of the people that have been working and the people working in the trades they know all of this is crazy because they haven't experienced the the silliness that's gone on inside uh, corporate corporate exactly
0: yes I'm working to reach corporate through my um my business my consulting firm and I you know it's just I am heartened that the people are starting to listen where they weren't last year so that's good well listen is there anything how can people reach you if they want to contribute to your campaign or you know give us your um promo or if they want to help
1: out well, We certainly can use all the help we can get. Um, the <laughs> <laughs> they're rushing me out,
0: <laughs> yes, yes, okay, yeah. Give us your quick, yeah, give us no, your website.
1: No, you can reach me easily at Ontario Party HKB as in Halliburton Kawartha Brock.ca. We also have an info at ontarioparty.ca um, email, and you can. Call us. We answer our phones unlike some other uh, politicians oh, in the area. And it's 705-953-9844. And we'd My be glad God. to hear from you. We certainly oh. need people uh, walking the streets with us, helping, knocking on doors, and getting the message out. So Excellent. Word of mouth is going to be the most powerful message this time around.
0: I agree. We'll talk later. You 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 can, can, uh, you can, You can contact me to help. I'm a little bit further away, but uh, I'll definitely be able to help you so listen well it's been amazing to speak with you have we missed anything any final thing you wanted to say to the audience I wish you all the
1: best and well, thank uh, you. we need we have to win this for freedom we, we have do. to win this for freedom goodness we have to bring goodness honesty truth and accountability back into the government and common because sense if we don't do it we're going to lose we're going to not only lose our government but we're going to lose our country or even worse or even worse
0: yes i agree
1: all the best thank you so much tish I'm wishing you you all the best
0: have a wonderful rest of the day make sure you get rest and i will see you soon i'll get i'll jump in and help out a couple days i'll
1: rest later we got work to do or
0: after you win yes thank you (laughs) i love your attitude what a fighter take care care. dr kirsten kelly with the ontario party thanks again